Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. The challenge with Glenwood South is the challenge of abundance. Mm -hmm. Abundance of people, abundance of bars, abundance of fun, abundance of problems. I mean, you know, because there are very few of these entertainment districts. If you look at Broadway in Nashville, you don't have residential backing up to it. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. When it was announced that the Rockford was closing, you could hear a collective sob throughout the city. It was the first full-service restaurant to open on Glenwood Avenue 30 years ago. Once the sob stopped, the conversation quickly turned to what will that spot become? With me today to talk about the tidal wave of change coming to Glenwood South is Raleigh Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Melissa Housem. Melissa, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Always happy to be here. But the conversation is bigger than just the Rockford. I think it's more whether the district is evolving or devolving. And we asked that question in the current issue of Raleigh Magazine. Yeah, we did. I I think that, you know, whether you hang out on Glenwood South or not, I think that this is significant because it speaks to Raleigh's sort of ever-evolving search for identity as things from the past close and we figure out what we as a, you know, community want to see in their place or who's opening what in their place. I'm kind of on the fence about whether I think it's evolving or devolving, and we'll get into this, but um, I think that, I think when places like the Rockford close, it's hard to replace them with something as significant. I mean, you're never going to have another Rockford, um, so you're losing a part of your identity, right? Of course. And and the Rockford, I mean, so, you know, to keep in mind, Glenwood South is the most profitable district in, in our city. Meaning taxes and yeah. money that is spent, yeah. people coming to town. I mean, it's a mix of restaurants, art galleries, stores, nightlife, residences. And as somebody pointed out to me recently from the city, it really is the only entertainment district for central and eastern part of North Carolina. That blows my mind. I never thought about it you, before. Right, I mean, it's cool. It makes sense. And yeah. you think about it, Winston probably has something, Charlotte certainly. But when you talk about true entertainment district. And I, you know, and when he said it, I thought about how often I've been at the avenue on a Saturday afternoon or somewhere, and the couple beside me says, oh, yeah, we just checked in at the AC Hotel, or we just checked in at the Holiday mm-hmm. Inn. We're here, And I said, what'd you come for? Oh, just to spend the weekend at Glenwood South mm-hmm. and just to be in Raleigh. 
So I love that actually in your podcast with Matt. You asked him, Matt Smith from Wake Tech, you asked him, what does he tell people to do when they come to town? And he he basically took you on a bar crawl he in did. his answer. And I kept waiting for him. I know. Make fun of me. I kept waiting for him to say like, and then go to the museum or go to the park. And he was like, and then go to this and have a drink here. And then go. But he's right. I mean, these spots are like they're good spots. They're not just another old bar. Like he named a rooftop. He named you know he named some really cool spots. So I think this is an identity identifiable part of our city that has an identity, and that's what we're kind of addressing here. One thing that most people don't know, unless you do what we do or you're in the bar community, is that a majority of the businesses on Glenwood South are owned by three hospitality groups. Right. I like to say you can stumble out of one, stumble into another, and you're generally right. giving your money to the same person. Yeah, um, and people don't know that. Right. And one of the groups is the Oak City Group, and they own Cornerstone, Alchemy, The Avenue, Pearl and Peril. And they have, and they've got a bunch of stuff coming, um, which we'll talk about. But they have leased the Rockford space. I mean, you can't. I mean, this sort of like gets to the point of how Glenwood South has changed over the last several years. You can't think of it now without thinking of Cornerstone, and you know, I mean, that's such a big draw for <laughs> certain groups of people. I guess I'm not one of them, but like for me, and this is probably going to age me, but. I remember when the first space is open, you know, I remember Mellow Mushroom and the Rockford and Helios, God, I miss Helios, and how as those spots, Sullivan's, and as those spots popped up, couldn't wait for more. You couldn't wait for this vision to be realized, to have a strip like this. But now, where are we with that, you know? So another group that owns, you know, a a collection would be the Kenner Group. They have Dogwood, uh, Milk Bar, Pine State Public House, and Industry. Mm-hmm. Which is a good collective. And the third group is um, Hibernian Hospitality Group, Niall Hanley. He has the Hibernian Pub, Raleigh Beer Garden, Botanical Lounge Trio, which includes the High Garden Rooftop, and Arc Royale. And I would argue that I would make a case that Niall and the and the Hibernian Group are slightly different yeah. than the others. Niall has a lot of intention with his design. Um, he's not someone that generally buys a space and hangs a shingle and, you know, leaves it as is. Yeah, and I mean, Hibernian's been there through the ages. It's not some brand new bar, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think it is an OG. And I would kind of call Niall one of the fathers of Glenwood South, which For I'm sure. sure he's going to love. Oh, yeah. Um, We're going to hear about that. He's definitely not done. I mean, he's yeah. got some big news coming, too. So we just uh, dropped that on our Instagram. I know. I was pretty excited. So— you know, I always ask what, uh, every time I see someone, which we'll talk about, I saw Zach yesterday, and I said, so what's oh. next? So I always <laughs> say to, and I said, Denial, I said, what's next? He goes, oh, so you need to meet Peggy. And I said, <laughs> Peggy? He goes, Betty's sister. I'm like, oh, Annie Betty's is getting a sister bar. <laughs> and he goes, yes. So the bottom, if you're staying in front of Hibernian, looking at it to the far right corner, um, which would have been called the green room, is now going to be Peggy's Whiskey and cocktail bar. <laughs> and, Producers as, excited. Yes, CC's <laughs> clapping over here. But it's but it's something he'd been working on and thinking about and designing. And I drove by the other day, and they were unboxing some furniture pieces to go in there. This is happening like immediately. I think it's something that they might have had in the works from yes. what I gathered for a while. But it's you know COVID, so it's finally coming to fruition. And I mean, I'm sure that had some significant delays on it, but. I just think everything he's been doing in the last year or so, 
to this, now I'm not choosing sides, but to me, this is somebody who's like, okay, I've got this spot, Hibernian, for example, and it's rooted in the history of Glenwood South. But now Highgarden took another spot, Solace, and made it made it match, like, where we are right now. It's very relevant. Right. You know? Um, and it, like you said, it wasn't just throwing a shingle up. It's very intentional. And, there you know, Peggy's a lot of, will be the same. Exactly. And I think there's a lot of discussion about, and, and I've been hearing it everywhere because I've been with people all weekend who are, you know, on one side they love the spots we have and they love the chefs that are here in the restaurants. And on the other side they're saying, but I'm ready for something new. I'm ready yeah. for something exciting. And I think there's some real pros and cons to the same people owning a lot of space on Glenwood South. Because, you you know, you can say they're invested in the community. Mm-hmm. They care deeply. They don't want us to lose. They don't want a lot of outsiders doing something different. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, there aren't a lot of new people doing something different. Yeah. It's more of the same. Yeah. I mean, a good example of that is— Giorgio at North Hills. Right. So there's some other spots in Raleigh where you see this happening. Glenwood South, certainly not alone. Um, like in North Hills, Giorgio had Rosewater, but now he's open Los Rambles and um, Giorgio's Pizza Bar. And I think there's rumors that more could be coming, but those are <laughs> rumors right now. Um, but we also see that with Greg Hatem on Fayetteville Street, which is sort mm-hmm. of a famous monopoly in town, if you will. I know monopoly is kind of a dirty word, but he owns a lot of property around Fayetteville Street and as a major stakeholder has had a lot to say and do with what's going on around there, For you sure. know, and its identity. And on and on the good side of that, mm-hmm. Mecca might have closed forever had Greg not stepped in oh, right. and bought it. He also and, bought Landmark. Yes. Yeah. And so those are two places that you know, long-time Raleighites would be very sad to see go. And so I, you know, there are some pros and cons, but I do think, you know, there was a lot of debate about while the Rockford, you know, maybe it has, maybe it was time, you know, 30 years, you know, maybe it was time. I didn't think so. I love the spot and I love the space, the building itself. Mm-hmm. You just really don't want it to turn into another 20-something drinking spot. Well, that's— Forgive me, forgive me. There's the rub. I mean, if it has character and it's cool and it's done well, okay. And that's the catch. You just don't want to take something that feels legendary about our city and, um, you know. So if all we had to base this on was Mm -hmm. Cornerstone and Alchemy, I would not be very optimistic. But this group also opened the avenue. Yes, I realize, depending on who you're talking to, some people don't actually think that's any different. I I would argue that it is. I'm comfortable at the Avenue. I'm not I'm comfortable too. at Cornerstone. So right. I think that there's at least we look like grandmas else. at Cornerstone, right? At least there's a. And I have to make this joke because I <laughs> we didn't put it in print, but we were looking for different ways to say Monopoly. Do you remember this? <laughs> and I said that a bar cartel. I'm like, you're not using cartel. I'm like, no, 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 no. That has some connotation. No, 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 no. And Clearly like, negative. But if you look at the definition, I said people aren't going. <laughs> look it up. They're not going to look up the definition of cartel. They're just going to have this image that we're not going to talk about right now. But you're right, because— She's going to kill me. I am. (laughs) Then we're not cutting that out either, because I'm a believer. you got to get it out there. But the avenue is very different from Cornerstone. It may attract some of the same people in crossover, but it it was fantastically designed. Mm -hmm. Um. 
everything down to the bar stools, the sound system, you know, the patio, everything about it, I think, showed a lot of intentionality. And they've yeah. done a good job of running that space and um, really like it. And I think there's a – for a lot of us that believes that there's one end of Glenwood South that feels maybe – slightly younger and the other end feels mm-hmm. like it's okay for people my age to be there. It does feel like border wars, honestly. But <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> when I walk by, um, if I'm on that end, which we are quite a bit for various, you know, mm-hmm. uh, meetings and such, um, I can't say there's a time that I've walked by the avenue even in winter where I wasn't compelled to go inside. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have time. You should go the way somewhere. But I think there's something very inviting about the space and the way they've designed it and laid it out and makes everybody feel comfortable, I think, or welcome. A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at Shop Village District, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word Village to 919-701-0202. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. And speaking of other changes, so the um, Oak City Group. So keep in mind, they own Pearl and Peril. Mm-hmm. They now have the Rockford space, and right. they had leased, even before COVID, the Devolve space. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember that old moto bar, I mean, it was a cool space. Yeah. Loved it, loved it. They have that space. And if you've noticed, just to the right of the Rockford building, mm-hmm. there's some construction going on on an empty lot. That's mm-hmm. also the Oak City Group. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot coming right now. There is. And we've also been told that Cornerstone is moving, that as part of the plan for the development of that end, and we know that those blocks have been bought, that Cornerstone is probably moving up to, it's sort of across from La Santa in one of those houses that were legal offices. They also have the one of those. Yeah, that's crazy. And that would be because of the towers, right? Yes. Okay. So, and but that's probably a ways away. But we know that that's in the plans. Yeah. One of the most exciting things is, you know, none of us wanted to see Sea Grace and Empress Room go away. Right. It has, and that space has been purchased, leased, 
um, to a concept that's called the split. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so split is Glenwood South's first dedicated tequila bar. And other than Wilco, there really isn't anything in town that's dedicated to tequila, which is my, you know, I know you think it's vodka, but I really think tequila is my favorite right now. So top the top area where Empress Room was will be their tequila yeah. bar. Yep. And then um, below. Below is going to still be music, you know, still have some jazz, lots of good DJs, but they're really trying to keep it a music space. Yeah, this is Adam Ajaj. So he's, um, you know, he's been in, he's a seasoned entrepreneur in the local hospitality industry. He owns um, Halcyon. Yeah, and he owned a handful of spots on Glenwood South, as he said, quote, back in the day. <laughs> um, so he's also expanding the outdoor patio to wrap around the building. Um, and he's got another local neighborhood bar in the works that he said that we're going to stay tuned for. Right. Uh, that plans to open across the street from Tin Roof in July. So lots of news coming down the pipeline There's there. There's lots of stuff happening and changing. Yeah, it, it's an interesting time. And I think it's the same city person I was talking to who pointed out that this was the, um, the only entertainment district sort of for Central and Eastern North Carolina said to me that the challenge with Glenwood South is the challenge of abundance. Mm -hmm. Abundance of people, abundance of bars, abundance of fun, Abundance of problems. I mean, it, you know, because there are very few of these entertainment districts. If you look at Broadway in Nashville, you don't yeah. have residential backing up to it mm -hmm. or at either end of it. Right. And so there's, you know, there's some challenges that come with having residential so close to an entertainment district like this. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a lot of backlash around that. We've done a couple of stories on it. You know, people are angry about apparently people pee in each other's yards on their noise, way walking out of their noise. Yeah. So there's a lot of complaints. And then, of course, you have the pushback on the other side of people saying, well, then why did you live there? And it also depends on who you're talking about. I understand if you're talking about somebody that just moved in last year. Right. But some of those homes have had people for longer than this Bards district has existed. So, um, But I, I think another thing that the city leaders talked to us about was that there were pros and cons to consolidated right. leaders, or ownership. So it's not crystal clear what the appeal would be in some cases versus the downside. I do think from a consumer standpoint, if what we get is, and no offense to the people who love it because there are many, but if what we get is another cornerstone, that's not going to have the broad appeal that something else might. Right. And I think that there's some spaces on Glenwood South, um, Cortez's new bar, Puya. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, you know, maybe what now is doing with Peggy. Uh, I think there's some spaces that are more unifying. Like mm -hmm. they would invite a broader group of people yeah. as opposed to this becoming potentially like um, just a college district like Franklin Street. So a couple of rapid fire questions before we wrap up. What is your favorite spot to have a drink on Glenwood Town? On Glenwood South. And let's is, say that's from Peace Street to Hillsborough Street. So, Dram. Oh, so I can't We're not have going Dram. To okay. Well, then, um, can I have two? <laughs> of course, you can have two. You've always had two. I don't even know why I asked for one. So, I'm a huge fan of rooftops. And so, um, you know, High Garden and, and the Willard both have beautiful rooftops. I love that and I love the views. But um, for staying on the ground, I really do think it is the avenue. So, I think that speaks to that evolution a little bit. What about you? You know, I would kind of say the same thing. I would definitely say High Garden is one of my favorites. But I also enjoy Clockwork. I think I that's clockwork. a neat little spot that doesn't get a lot of attention. I mean, it gets a lot of business, 
a lot of conversation. People forget it's there. But they do a lot with live music on Saturday afternoon, which we're working on a story about all the places you can see live yep. music. Um, and they and they were one of our best bars this year yes, for the first time, first time for live music. And so I think that's, you know, that, yeah, that's a really good one. And honestly, didn't come to mind. That yeah. proves the point. And I'm friends with the GM. Well, and, and but I, it's just you know, off the beaten path. Like, it's on North Street, right? I mean, it's on Glenwood South, but it's just around the corner, the entrance across from um, that gym. I can't think of where the old Dos Taquitos yeah. was. But, um, yeah, I mean— it's it, it's, it's, it's a neat it's right spot. there. It is. It's yeah. And I also, even though I'm not quite age appropriate after a certain hour, but I like Milk Bar on a Saturday afternoon for a drink or two. Just you again because I, I like live music and it's and it's fun. Um, and it's got quite the mixture of age and it's a little more diverse. Yeah, and I've only been to Pine State once, but I met you there on a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. with a group, mm-hmm. and that was a blast. That was. You know, live music is really so. We've both fun. traveled. You've bartended a lot over the years. What would you love to see? And it can be a name of a business or a concept that you'd like to see on Glenwood South. I think when I think of, I just went back to Chicago this summer, and I was shocked by how much the bars in Wrigley had changed. Um, And what I said was, and this is actually a perfect metaphor, I think, for Glenwood South. If I had never been to Wrigley before, I would have been in paradise. They were all so cool and relevant and, like, you know— Indoor, outdoor, alfresco affairs. Right. Um, but I lived there, you know, 10 years ago for two years. And um, it was such a different animal then. And it was a lot more authentic and historical. And maybe the bars weren't as shiny and new and hip uh, as the new ones. But I missed them mm-hmm. when, I, when they weren't there anymore. Um, and so I don't know if it—I think there's a part of me that really likes these sort of awesome like garage roll-up doors and you know indoor outdoor spaces that can be year-round that I think I would love to see more of but that also means taking the place of something that's already there to some extent you know yeah I I would like to see somebody said this to me the other day about a rest you know they said I wish we had a few more things that were restaurant first bar second on Glenwood South Oh, God, because that's like the only part of the city where there's food is hard. It, it is. And, and not that there isn't good stuff there, but let's think about what is there. Tin Roof has food. You know, but Vidrio and Sullivan's, which are don't— It's higher end. It's, it's higher kind of end after 5 o'clock, right. whatever, for food. And so it's— The high and low juxtaposition on Glenwood South is strange now that you say that. It really is. And so I, I thought it was an interesting concept that they wanted a restaurant. They wanted to have a good bar, but they wanted to be, the food to be— primary yeah. and the bar to be secondary. So Yeah, that's a fair point because you have like Mojo's and Mellow Mushroom, which are great. Great. But and that's Ate super casual, mushroom. right? Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I love that. And then Vidrio mm-hmm. and and Sullivan's are much more upscale. So I think something middle of the road, walk in, get some food, have some drinks. Yeah. Is what we're missing there. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon.
Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.